with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here and joining us in studio now, as he does every month, it's Jay Shepard, the Republican National Committee man. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. I'm glad you can start calling me the elevator man for elevating things for you here. <laughs> there you go. I was just going to say, uh, I, I, but he jumped in and got it in there before I had a chance. <laughs> Anthony said, Jay's coming in to elevate. I said, I don't know about that. And then he said, well, he's a nice guy. And I said, I don't know about that either. You know, Jay, you know we love you. We are just having a little fun with you. Yeah. yeah, I also know the statement that many a truth is said in jest. <laughs> It's not true as far as you know, Jay. As far right. as I know. As far as you know. <laughs> now, Jay, let's get into it here. Uh, you're going to be going to the big debate two weeks from Wednesday, right? Two weeks from Wednesday. August 23rd. In beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin. Which, of course, Wisconsin is one of those states that's always the, it's, that's going to make the, will help make the decision in the next election. It's a big state. It is. And it's one of the places that the, the RNC is, is focusing on right now with their Bank the Vote program, uh, encouraging Republicans to get out and vote early uh, to make sure uh, the votes are counted, to make sure there's no lines, nothing happening with machines or anything else going on Election Day. Uh, typically, Democrats come out in bigger numbers with their mail-in ballots and their early voting and all of that. And Republicans wait until the last day. And we all know that things can happen on the last day. And uh, we don't want that to happen, and we want to make sure all votes are counted, but most importantly, we want to make sure all Republican votes are counted. <laughs> yeah. Let's make sure those Republicans well, Now, Jay, uh, vote wanna, early and vote often. I want to hear, let's get some predictions from you. Oh, my. Hang will, on. i got to get my prediction sheet. Will Donald Trump attend the debate? Uh, the betting odds are no, uh, but I would encourage you to bet yes. Uh, take, some, the, take the under. <laughs> I, I believe he will show up. I believe he will be part of the debate. One of the interesting things is uh, recently there was a private meeting between him and his staff and the people at Fox News. Uh, why he was meeting with them to discuss the debate situation only indicates to me that he's probably going to be on that debate stage next on the 23rd. Because, of course, Fox wants him there just for, for ratings alone. Absolutely, and they're also afraid that he'll do a special event just on Newsmax or right. OAN or uh, RBSN, uh, which is basically his network. But, I mean, it's not it's not that shocking in a sense that if a guy's way up in the polls, it, that's kind of standard politics 101, right? That, But this is Donald Trump, so nothing, nothing's ever quite normal. But that he would say, look, I'm up. The closest person to me is 30-plus points behind. Why would I do anything to help those people? Well, it, there's two ways of looking at it. One is that he elevates himself and shows the contrast between someone who has been the president, has a very, very successful run as president. I mean, the country, I, we, it's hard to remember a time where the economic situation in this country and our world affairs and all of that were any better than they were when he was president. So it gives him an opportunity in that stage to separate himself from all the others. It's also an opportunity for him to do a knockout blow. If he really believes that he is head and shoulders and way above, it could be the end for most of these people. And one of the things that he wants is these people to stop criticizing him. So there's a real opportunity for him to go to the debate and make a real difference. Uh, and it's kind of interesting, I want to point out, that we're never talking about the Democrat debate 
for president in the three candidates or four candidates that are running for president on the Democrat side. And I wonder why that is. There isn't any set up, is there? Because they're hiding Biden as they did four years ago, three years ago, and there are no debates planned. They're not even looking to have primaries in a lot of states. So, you know, there's excitement on the Republican side where we want to talk about the differences we can make and how uh, America was great and how we can make America even better. But assuming that they nominate Joe Biden, and I don't assume that uh, because I still think anything could happen, but right now he would be the nominee for sure. Um, Do you think, I mean, he's not going to be able to hide again, like maybe in the primaries a little bit, but they're not going to be able to hide him in the general election like they did during the pandemic election of 2020. Oh, they certainly can because he's going to say, you know, there's so much going on on the world stage that I need to be on the phone talking to world leaders about the weather. Uh, and from, from the beach in Rehoboth. From the beach in Rehoboth. I mean, the number of days that he's been in Rehoboth uh, and the number of days he's been in Wilmington and the number of days he's been in at Camp David are over a year. I mean, we're in the third year. And he's been over a year on vacation. So they can hide him because they've been hiding him as president because he's so ineffective they don't want him dealing with it. And, yes, uh, he will not – he may not even do the presidential debates. One of the things that I think was an error on the uh, Republican side is that they're not using the presidential debate forum, that it was so corrupt and so leaning towards the Democrats on who they were having as question – people asking questions for the debate that the Republicans are not – being involved in that anymore and it's a real open opportunity for the biden and the democrats to say we don't want to debate unless it's through the presidential uh debate forum so you think they'll try to do the same campaign and keep them under wraps the whole time i just don't see how they can do it to the extent they did last time because they were able to use the excuse and say hey pandemic <laughs> you can't be out and about he's they will find a reason because there's no way that uh Joe Biden is capable of debating any Republican at all and looking good. Uh, it's a sad case. I think it's elder abuse. Uh, I don't know what's going on uh, at the at the White House, but it's not good. Our economy is faltering. Uh, the Biden crime family is out of control. But uh, nationally, China and Russia are taking advantage of us. It's a mess, and they've got to hide him because they can't put him out there to defend any of that stuff. If you got a question for Jay Shepard, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline. Whether you want to agree with him or disagree with him, give us a call, 888 um, But, Jay, the president and the administration got some good news in the last couple of weeks. They said uh, the feds have announced that inflation has tamped down to 3%. That's... That's not bad. Uh, let's take a look at, since he's been in office, inflation is up 16.6%. Uh, so when they talk about 3%, it's a shot in the dark. They also talked about May and June numbers and the employment numbers, and they just had to go back and readjust those and say, they, oh, sorry, uh, we counted wrong, and it's 40000 less than we, we claimed. Uh, the economy's a mess. We know that. Gasoline is up $1.40 a gallon since this president's come into office. Uh, you want to get a mortgage? How's that working for you? Yeah, but I, but it's, assuming it's, I mean, I think everybody thinks it's going to be a close election again next time. Maybe not you, Jay, <laughs> but I want to ask you this, and we'll, we've got a caller. We'll go, get to you in just a moment. Um, but, and I want you to get beyond just saying Joe Biden's no Ronald Reagan because I know that's that'd be the standard <laughs> answer, and I use that myself. But in 1982, when Reagan was going to be up in '84, the economy was going really pretty bad for a while. It came out, though, the year before the election, started to rebound and then really started started growing. Uh, the tax cuts started to kick in and everything happened, and he had an economy that was booming. 
And, of course, he won, then went on to win 49 states. I'm not saying that's what happened with Biden. But the analogy, though, is that when the economy started to come, you know, obviously it improved his chances. And with Biden, I'm not saying Biden's a Reagan, but with Biden, if even if it was bad the first couple years, if he can point now to, look, we successfully brought down inflation, the economy's rebounding. Isn't that going to help him? Uh, if that ever happens, you know, everybody's talking about Biden economics or whatever they're, they're using for that phrase. But the realities are different than that. You look at inflation. It's, it's up every single month. It's 22 years. Uh, it's the highest in decades, uh, the inflation rate still. There's nothing showing that we are going to have a recovery of any sort at all. What they're talking about is, you know, I was the first firefighter at your house after because I lit the fire. So, you know, they, they tried to solve a problem that they created. And, you know, everything's down from last month. Well, it's not down from last month. If you look at the CPI numbers, it's, it's still out of control. The Fed has raised the rate 11 times, 11 times. In two years. In two years. I know. And they're going to do it again because one of the uh, Federal Reserve uh, presidents said we need to do it again. Need to keep it tamped down, I think is yes. what they, the term they used. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. This uh, question is for Jay. Uh, Jay and I went to school together. We graduated the same year. Um, so, um, What's your and, first and name? Nothing. What's Bill. Your, Bill. Kirk, Kirkpatrick. Hi, Bill. Hey Jay, I saw you at the uh, at the convention there, and uh, you know a couple of years back at the um, Republican convention down here in Burlington. Yeah, it was fantastic. I hope we get to see each other again soon. Yeah, I hope so. So I, I got a question. It's been nagging the heck out of me, and it really has nothing to do with what you're talking about right now, but it has to do with Trump. Uh, you know, saying how uh, uh, the election was corrupt and all this stuff. And one thing that neither side talks about is, you know, you know, they put laws in place for uh, elections, uh, you know, and they have, uh, and they had five swing states that I don't understand constitutional election laws, and 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 even the state of Texas uh, uh, filed a lawsuit uh, claiming that the elections were corrupt with uh, the Supreme Court and the Supreme didn't even bother looking at it, didn't have standing to look or to even file the suit. So so my question would be, if, if they had five states that broke the laws, why would they count those votes? And, and from what I understand, I thought um, Trump was in the lead uh, with those states and, uh, until, uh, you know, early. And I think it had something to do maybe with continuing to count votes or hiding, yeah. hiding okay. the way they counted votes or whatever. Well, one of the things, Bill, that is really important to know, and, you know, it's one of the things I know a lot of people have a lot of criticism of uh, Attorney General Bill Barr. But one of the things he spoke out early and often on was uh, the, some of the clown lawyers that were working for Trump. And there were irregularities all over the country. The problem is the Trump administration and his lawyers decided they were going to try to do things in federal court. And in the states where there are irregularities, it's guided by state laws. So one of the mistakes they made is that they were suing in the wrong courts. And that's why everything, a lot of things were thrown out in federal courts saying that they didn't have standing uh, because these issues were state court matters. So it's really important to look back at, at some of the mistakes that 
uh, some of the the I call them celebrity lawyers that were working for Trump at the time that really didn't do their jobs and really disappointed the president. Uh, although he's kept some of them on, and they're now called co-conspirators one through six. Rudy Giuliani was one of them. Rudy's one of them. Uh, and there's a difference between being a prosecutor and, and someone that actually gets things done. And, and Rudy really disappointed us, uh, and he let the president down. So this, it was the big questions were the difference between state courts and federal courts. And I think there were some, a lot of mistakes made there. And I think we've had over 100 lawsuits since then in state courts. And there's been some changes in some of the states. And the swing states are very, going to be very, very important again this year. But some of the things, I'm not saying this is the whole thing about whether there was any irregularities or not. But some of the things that people just saw was, you know, late at night, Trump's leading. But in some of those states, right, the, the absentee vote came in, the, late, the early votes came in after. So it would sometimes give the appearance like, wait, I went to bed at midnight. Trump was leading in a state. But the whole thing that was kind of predicted was then those absentee ballots are going to get counted and they're going to change the they're going to change the results. Well, and that's one of the one of the things we're talking about now is the early vote part of it. And the Democrats come out and they vote early and they put the votes in the votes, the ballots in boxes and they count all the day of votes first. So I'm not saying that everything was up up to snuff but the reality we have to understand as republicans is that we have to vote early because those were the votes that were brought out in trunks those were the boxes of votes that came in that changed towards the end uh whether they were 100 percent legit is still being uh litigated but the reality is as republicans we have to get out there and make sure our votes are counted early now jay i want you to get into the head of a candidate Pick the candidate uh, that, uh, let's say, Trump's on the stage and you're Ron DeSantis or you're Mike Pence or you're, you know, Chris Christie, whatever. How do you think they should deal with Donald Trump? Should they go after him and try to get him to explode on stage? What should be the strategy of a candidate taking on Trump in that debate in Milwaukee well, if he's there? There should be two parts of it. One is you want to establish your credibility and you want to establish who you are and what you stand for and what your vision is going forward. It's very, very important to separate what's going to happen in the future versus what's going on in the past. It's also important to uh, quiz uh, President Trump on what his plan is for the future, what he's actually going to do uh, to make a difference. He was a fantastic president, but you, if you're a candidate going against him, you cannot run against his record because he was so successful. What you need to do is get into the debate on what happens electability, uh, what some of the polls are saying in terms of uh, November uh, 2024 versus primary uh, polling. So you really need to get into the question of what is your plan going forward? What's the next step? All of that. Because if you get locked into talking about his record in the past, you have no chance whatsoever. Headline I'm looking at right now, Ron DeSantis met with swaths of empty seats at Iowa event. Is... Is Ron DeSantis going to be this year's Governor Scott Walker from Wisconsin, who looked so good early and then didn't he make it to Iowa? Is he on the verge of completely collapsing? No, and you look at those headlines, and it's so phony. It's like when uh, President but he has had to lay off third or forty percent of his staff. Well, he should have laid off more than that. So you know, when you have lots of money and you're, and you're spending and you're hiring people and you get this excitement and this energy, you, you definitely over. He still has plenty of money in the bank, so his super PAC is loaded with money. 
his campaign has plenty of money. When you take photos of events, if you take them before the event starts, now those photos they talk about all the empty seats, he is not on the stage in those photos. So you, you can play all kinds of games. You know, they talked about Trump's uh, people at the inauguration wasn't as big as uh, Obama's. Well, the photos they took, I was up on the steps of the White, of the Capitol during his swearing in uh, in 2017, and it was huge. It was as far as the eye could see, and those were not the photos that were shown. So let's not look at photos. Let's not look at all the, the people out there. Uh, but you don't think his campaign has taken on water? I mean, it really feels to me like it is. Well, he's still the only other candidate besides Donald Trump to be in double digits. So there's no, been no collapse in terms of big numbers. The expectations, he has not lived up to expectations. So I, I will give you that. I think uh, that it's a coordinated effort uh, to make sure Donald Trump is the nominee and the mainstream media and the Democrats. I mean, this this thing that Sean Hannity, uh, uh, I think he started jokingly, didn't expect Gavin Newsom to say he would debate Ron DeSantis. But <clears throat> there's a good likelihood that the two are going to debate on uh, on Fox and I, I the whole thing feels contrived uh, and it's weird you've got somebody who isn't running for president but obviously wants to run for president Lurch uh, from California and and then so what's DeSantis going to say yeah of course I'm going to debate him but the whole thing to me is just another setup to to make sure that Trump is the nominee Gavin Newsom is running for president that's that's not do any have any ideas that he's not? There's two theories out there right Wait, now. Wait, I got to interrupt. I'm sorry. You think he's going to run against Joe Biden? No. He, he is putting an well, organization. He is putting an organization together that should something happen, like uh, Lyndon Johnson getting out in what was it March of election year in '68. Yeah. That his organization is ready to jump in and make a difference over Kamala Harris. There's two theories out there right now about what's going on in terms of all the lawsuits and everybody going after Donald Trump. One theory is that they are trying to discourage Trump from running, trying to put him in jail, trying to do all these uh, unethical things and using the Department of Justice as a political tool to get him so that he is not the nominee because they are afraid of him. The other thought out there is that every time they criticize Trump, the Republican base and the MAGA people get stronger and stronger, and the likelihood of Donald Trump getting elected is even greater. So there's two theories out there. Uh, both of them are really awful in terms of where they could lead. Uh, the reality is that Trump will have a very difficult time beating whoever the Democrat nominee is because the majority of people in this country right now don't want Trump or Biden. So they, they, they realize how bad the Biden economy is and how corrupt the Biden crime family is, and they don't recognize all the greatness that Donald Trump did when he was president. So when you say, make no mistake, Newsom's running, you're saying if Joe Biden has to pull out for whatever reason it might be. Exactly. So what do you think, the follow-up for that is, what do you think the likelihood that Joe Biden will make it to November? I, I think it's 50-50. I think it's 50-50. Okay. Uh, there's so much corruption going on. There's so much um, elder abuse going on, wheeling him out. But, you know, he's a lifetime criminal. Uh, so Whoa. You're, you're taking a look at it. There's no question about it. You know, he, he was on 20 calls with Hunter, with people, and he was talking about the weather. The only weather he was talking about is whether or not he was going to get his cut. 
as the big guy. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, what more evidence do we need to do something about it? And I'm not happy with the Republicans in Washington. Do something, okay? You've got Mayorkas out there. You've got all these p- criminals out there that are uh, masquerading as government officials. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Uh, DeSantis is interesting on paper, but once you hear him talk, you realize he's a total dork. So all, all three of you need to get back on the Trump train. You know it's the place to be. Time to come back, and we got to win this one. For the Gipper? What do you guys think? Okay. Okay. <laughs> the total dork. We, we, we certainly have to win this. <laughs> Without a doubt, we have to win this. And so we have to look at it a couple of different ways. Who is going to be the next president of the United States? We need it to be a Republican. So let's sort it all out. I'm not off the Trump train. I'm, off, I'm still on the, the winning train. But, Jay, let me ask you, though, do you, do you agree with the caller that Trump is the most electable Republican against Joe Biden or whoever it may end up being? Because I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I, I do either. If you look at some of the polling and, and the numbers in the general election, uh, it, it'll be very, very difficult uh, for him to win. Still, the opportunity is there because what's going on with this current, current administration is awful. And no, uh, DeSantis is not a dork. No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to rephrase I, it as he, he, does, he does have a challenging likability factor. Yes, he's not a retail politician. You know, he, he has... But there's a reason why he won by a landslide in Florida in a purple state, right? Because he's so successful. Everything yeah. he's doing, you know, the culture wars a lot of people don't, have, uh, don't like. But what's going on in our schools, it needs to stop. Uh, things that are going on to our children, the mutilation of our children has to stop. And he's been on the front lines of fighting that. Tim Scott, we want to get to a quick call here, but Tim Scott, did you have a chance? Tim Scott has a chance, too. All these people that we're talking about can win uh, the presidency. That's really important to keep in mind, that there's but, not one Republican except maybe Perry Johnson and Francis Suarez and uh, Blinkley or a couple of others. But the top nine Republicans should be able to if America recognizes the, the differences between a Republican administration and what's going on now. Do you want to go one quick call? One quick call. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, Jay, I've got one slight twist to one thing you said. You said that people don't recognize the great things Trump did. Well, they do recognize what he did, but they do not recognize it as a great thing because Trump was limited government, financial act, you know, you know, it was a great economy under him, and that's a direct threat to the progressive Democrats. So they know what they know what he did, but they just don't consider it great what he did. You're absolutely right. I mean, we, we've got a media out there uh, that has the microphone that is just parroting everything that the, the liberals and the progressives are saying, and it it does take a lot to get past that uh, so that the American people actually see. You know, you're not going to change 25% of the liberals that are living off the government, uh, but that the middle America, um, they'll come around. One last question, and we're going to want to hear from you after that debate, maybe a little earlier than usual. Maybe when you're in Milwaukee, we've got to get you on the show. Um, is there a chance with Tim Scott, if Trump's there, you could see this scenario where it turns into a big old food fight. You could see that scenario. Could a guy like Tim Scott, if he sticks to his positive message, be the guy that actually stands 